0: Welcome to the girl means business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur here to help you navigate the messiness of mom life and biz life. Each week, my guest and I will share our experiences, insights, and tips to help you move your business from survival mode to success mode. So grab your favorite drink and let's dive in because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome to episode 159 of the Girl Means Business podcast. Now, if you've listened to this show for a while, or maybe you follow me over on Instagram, then you know I have a deep love for the Enneagram. I am an Enneagram 7 through and through. And while I fully believe that the Enneagram is a great assessment and a great tool for helping us to dive deeper into who we are, I know that it's not the only tool out there. As a former teacher, I spent many, many <laughs> a staff development days taking various personality tests to find better ways to work together as team members and communicate better. And they were good, they were helpful, they were insightful, but none of them quite fit me the way that the Enneagram did. Now, I also realized the Enneagram is just kind of one part of who we are as people, it's one assessment. So when I learned about this other sort of diagram of who we are, the human design, my interest was piqued. I was like, I would love to know more about this because I'm on this journey to discover as much about myself as I can, so that I can become the best the best version of myself that I can. So when I was approached by today's guest, Kasha, I was like, you are an expert in this human design space. I want to know more about what this is how it can help us to understand ourselves better how it can help us in our business to become better leaders Um, what all is human design so she actually had me kind of do a, a human design assessment she sent me the results and we go through those today in our conversation it's all very exciting it's very interesting and fascinating If you're like me and you like to learn as much as you can about yourself, I highly encourage you to listen to this episode and then go to the Mission Recruit website, it's linked down in the show notes, and use code GMB20 for 20% off of your assessment. And again, even if you're someone who maybe loves the Enneagram, maybe you've never even taken a personality assessment, I think it's really smart for all of us to have a good understanding of kind of who we are as leaders, as people, as you know, members of a family or society. So definitely go use that code, get your twenty percent off at missionrecruit.com. All right guys, let's go ahead and jump into my conversation on human design today with Kasha Jakursian. All right, guys, I'm here with Kasha. We're going to be talking today about human design. I'm so excited because this is something that I am not super familiar with, but I've been wanting to learn more about. So Kasha, welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. How are you? I'm
1: doing well. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to get into this. So before we dive into all the things human design, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and how you got into this space.
1: Oh my goodness, a loaded question, but the Coles Notes version is, um, my name is Kasha. I am the human design expert over at Mission Recruit, Um, so I work with the founder and the team there to bring human design into the workplace, and essentially what human design is a uh, personality assessment that helps you uh, really understand how to be yourself, who you are, and as team, when you are working as part of a team, how to optimize your team performance and experience. Uh, and I sort of fell into human design in my late twenties, so almost like five years ago. And um, it really helped me understand who I was uh, and how I best operate in the world. And really, since then, I've just been learning as much as I can about it and testing it out. Before working with Patricia, I was a hum, uh, human resources manager, so director of human resources for a hospitality group. Um, we worked with quite a large team there. I worked with about twenty-five managers, uh, and I, you know, knew their human design, and we really worked uh, well together to kind of uh, establish a rapport and establish a type of culture that brought the best out of everybody. And so using that as a, um, as an experiment or experimenting with that, and then using that as a template for how we can kind of scale it and bring it into larger teams and, and, you know, more businesses and, uh, help managers and leaders learn how to use it themselves.
0: That's awesome. I love it. And so uh, when I was, before I got into what I'm doing now, I was a, um, a teacher for 13 years, 14 years. And, for multiple times, like in the summers or the beginning of the school year, when we would do staff development, we would do personality assessments. So like the Myers-Briggs was a big one. Um, you know, we would do some where it was like, are you a lion or are you a, a goat or something, you know? And I remember thinking like, they never truly, I never felt like they really fit with who I felt like I was. Um, and so I just kind of wrote them off. I was like, oh, it's just one more like box. We got to check on this thing. And then lately I've been seeing a lot of these, like the human design, I've gotten really into like the Enneagram, um, and they feel like they're a little bit more on point. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious to know kind of why you feel like that, like the human design assessment is maybe a little bit more, Um, better equipped to help us understand who we are versus like some of the older assessments that we may have done in the past?
1: Yeah. I love this question. Um, Unlike pretty much every personality assessment tool, you're required to fill out a form with choices that lead to a specific outcome, right? So with human design, the only thing that determines your chart is your birth information. So the day you were born, the year you were born, the time and where. So it makes this tool very objective. And when you are completing a personality assessment or when you have, you're probably already aware of the archetypes that exist. And so as you're filling it out, you're kind of thinking perhaps in your head subconsciously, subconsciously well, how am I going to answer this in a way that's going to, that I want people to perceive me or that I want my employer to perceive me? Because the reality is we all wish we could be someone or something else and that's okay. But understanding your human design and learning how to work with your own unique blueprint, it offers you a roadmap as to who you are. And that really creates um, an opportunity for you to radically accept yourself, who you are in your highest truth without anything else really distracting you from wanting to be or do or feel like something else or someone else.
0: Yeah, I think that's an interesting aspect to this because like when you messaged me and you said, you know, we want to do this assessment with you. So send us your information. And I was expecting to have to do some kind of like assessment. So when you were like, we just need your, your birthday and your location and all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, interesting. But then I got the results you sent me and I was like, oh, this is pretty spot on. Like, it's kind of crazy how accurate it can really be. Um, so similar to other assessments, there are like different archetypes that you fall into. So what are the ones that are part of the human design aspect?
1: Sure. So there are five um, energy types. Essentially, is what it what it's called. And um, there are so each one has a specific superpower, and you know, uh, ha- sort of works with sort of their energy field uh, a lot differently. So within those five, there's various other layers that kind of make it more more unique. So the most sort of populist one is a generator. that's what you are. Uh, So we've got generators at 36% of the population, manifesting generators that are at 30%, uh, projectors, which are at 22%, manifestors at 10%, and reflectors at 1% of the population. I only know one, I've only met one reflector and worked with one, um, you know, out of like the hundreds of charts that I've read. So they're like super rare. Um, And Each, each, uh, energy type essentially plays a critical role in how we all interact with each other. So generators and manifesting generators, they have powerful and magnetic energy that allows them to work and produce projectors, guide teams and people with ideas and concepts and awareness manifestors are creating and initiating action to bring to life new projects and concepts that, you know, as a group we've maybe never seen or considered before. A lot of um, uh, famous leaders, presidents are all manifestors, right? They've got that initiating energy. And, you know, lastly, reflectors, they act as a mirror to society and teams and individuals. They act as reflections to show us how and what we're doing, you know, as a collective, which is pretty rad. Um,
0: So I'm curious why you think, sorry, I was taking out some notes here. Okay. So the reflectors being only like 1% of the population, that's pretty small amount. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is like, what is it that's unique and create like different about them that makes it such a small portion?
1: Amazing. So your, as I said, like your human design chart is calculated using your birth time. Um, and what creates a body graph is a combination of, um, Eastern and Western philosophies, so astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, the chakra system, and you know, lastly, quantum physics. So, so many sort of extraordinary things have to happen in the universe in order to get a reflector or to have a reflector be born. A reflector in the human body graph. So, if you look at your ass- assessment, I think on like the third page of your PDF, you probably saw this like body with a bunch of. Um, shapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've got a few that are colored in a reflector. All of them are going to be white. Okay. And in order for that to happen, the planets have to be in a specific arrangement, um, which it's pretty rare on a, you know, on an annual basis to happen or for that to happen. And so, yeah. When all of the centers are clear, that means that there is energy that really isn't able to flow, which is totally okay. Uh, and instead, what ends up happening is that person has becomes essentially a very highly sensitive person to their environment. So they kind of absorb and see and then reflect out what it is that they're experiencing. Whereas what's different you know, between a reflector and someone like you, who's a generator, is you've got some consistent access to energy, just based off of your chart itself. And so that is actually what you're sharing out in the world and what you're radiating and emanating. That's your auric field. It's a big, huge, like beautiful aura. That's very juicy and people are attracted to your vibe and attracted to, especially when you're lit up and when you're excited about certain things, um, people, you know, are going to kind of be magnetized towards you stay with us. We'll be
0: right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee, no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. It's so interesting. I, okay, so I want to go through <clears throat> kind of this blueprint that you sent. Sure. And I know like visually I'll share some of this over on Instagram when this episode goes live, but, um, so listening to this, you, you won't be able to see the visual part of this, but I do want to kind of talk through the, the blueprint that you sent. So, um, going through, I see that there is type strategy, authority, and then leadership archetype. So are those kind of the four things that. Yeah. It breaks down into. Okay. So like you said, my type was generator. Um, and so explain a little bit more about, you kind of did a little bit of what the generator is, but it's someone who can create their own energy, correct? Yeah. You've got consistent access to
1: energy. Um, you have the ability to amplify that energy into the world and specifically you're able to do that or you do that really easily when it, you're doing something that you love. So a lot, some, you know, uh, human design uh, experts will say like the generator is kind of like the energizer bunny of, of the human design system. Like you have that ability to go, go, go the key. And you don't, and don't really necessarily run out of battery. Um, <laughs> the key here is to really discern, ensuring that you're doing something that you love. Like it's so you have the energy to do everything. But that's not necessarily the best thing for you, because that's kind of if you're doing things that you don't really love, um, you may be on a path to burnout or a path towards, yeah, like you will be on a path to burnout because you're suddenly going to like wake up one day and be like, why am I doing these 10 things? I only really want to do two. And I've committed to these other, you know, these other things that I have to do. And in society, we you know, that kind of may look bad quote unquote, Um, and you don't want to do that. And so there's this pressure to keep on going um, until you can find your, find a way out. So you're the person on your team that has that continual energy to get tasks and projects done. But, you know, as I said, you really just want to make sure that you're following your strategy and your authority, which is your decision-making system uh, to ensure that you're committing to things that really do resonate deeply with you so that you do have the energy and the excitement to
0: carry it through to the end which is, I mean, when you're explaining it, like that makes such sense. Like I, I do. And that's how I know, like when the whole like COVID hit and I got sick and now like my energy level drops during the day. And that's not, that's not normal for me. Cause I'm so used to, like you said, just kind of go, 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 go. But I also can see how, like what you're saying about the energy coming through when it's something that I really am connected to something that I enjoy doing because I do as a people pleaser tend to overcommit to things. And then I find myself in these situations where I'm like, I just don't, I, I don't feel connected to this. I don't feel excited about this. And that's when the energy kind of drops off. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, surprisingly accurate. Cause I, I will say like going into this, I was a little skeptical, just like I am of all things. I mean, I was skeptical of the Myers-Briggs of the Enneagram of all these other, you know, even like the horoscope type stuff. Like all of that is I'm very skeptical of until I start to see like, oh, it does kind of really match who I am at my core. And so going through these results, I was like, oh, this, this is definitely like, like where it says, like you are fully in your element and flow, you bring energy and energizing passion. And it's this feeling of like, when I get into this space, like I was doing an interview on a podcast the other day and we were talking about business and being a mom. And it's like this, these things like flow through me. This sounds very woo woo. I know, but it's like, I can feel like this energy flowing through me. And it's almost like, it's not even me speaking the words, it's just coming out of me in a way. And sometimes I listen back and I'm like, wow, that sounded really good. Where did that come from? (laughs) And it kind of makes sense what you're saying that, you know, it's that I I'm able to, because of my human design, I'm able to generate this energy around things that I'm really passionate about and excited about. So that's very interesting. Um, One of the things on here that I thought was interesting on my results was the the gut instinct part. So it talks in here about like being in tune with sort of your gut instincts. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: For sure. So part of, um, part of understanding your human design is understanding your authority, uh, which is the decision-making system. So there is sort of like, um, it's not really, I don't want to say the word structure, but that's the only one that's coming to my head right now. There's kind of a structure and a flow of how it is that you engage with life. So as a generator, your strategy, so how you engage with the world is to wait to respond. So again, this feels very counterintuitive to kind of the way that we believe society is run because um in you know, we're kind of taught to think and and do and initiate. If you want something, you have to go for it. Whereas in human design there are some types where that's actually not necessarily in their best interests, because perhaps when you're initiating, you're initiating things that aren't necessarily quote unquote meant for you. So in the generator space, it's really like if you are continuing to do things that you love, like you're going to magnetize those opportunities towards you because you've got enough space. You're literally creating enough space within your energy field and your life to allow things to come to you. And that's when you notice, okay, you've got like, let's say this opportunity to, you know, start a podcast, or you've got an idea to start a podcast, but you're not really sure where to go or how to do that. You can either start it, or there's going to be all these cues from the universe that are really going to give you that push to make it happen. Um, and so once you've got an idea, once you kind of see that interaction with the universe, you have an opportunity to, um, basically respond to that with a feeling from your gut. There's different types of authorities um, and that doesn't necessarily speak to a specific type. So each type has like two or three different ways that they make decisions. And some are the same, like for example, a manifesting generator and a generator, both can be a sacral authority, but a projector doesn't
0: <laughs> and what that's what I mean bit, a sacral authority Explain a sacral that authority
1: means. so your decision making is really by listening to your gut okay. and by following what that gut feeling and that gut instinct says says to you and it comes in the form of like either a, a hell yes or a no right or yeah. and if, or I like to my husband has a sacral authority and sometimes I'm like is it a yes or a no and he's like I don't know and I'm like, okay well like how does it feel in your body does it feel like something that's expansive Does it feel like something that really like, oh, like I feel really good about that. Or is it something that's kind of restricting and contracting in your body too? Um, That's another way that I kind of like to look at it. Uh, uh Uh-huh or an uh uh-uh. And if you have generators in your family, especially children, may have a sacral authority you're going to see like that sort of manifest itself in grunting (laughs) so like little (laughs) kids "Uh really uh-huh 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 yeah 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 yeah. i do want that mom i do want that dad whereas they might be like no right and that is literally their human design speaking for them you know sort of subconsciously that's awesome being able to work with your sacral means that you've got to be in tune with your body and in tune with sort of your higher mind. You're not necessarily rationalizing it with your brain. <laughs> it's something that you have to kind of sink in a little bit deeper uh, and be able to um and be able yeah and be able to really feel that that feeling from deep within your body. It doesn't actually use words.
0: <laughs> so it's just it's because I've always said like I am a very emotionally, I guess I'm an emotional decision maker, whereas my husband's more of a rational decision maker. And so, when we've had to make certain decisions in our life, whether it's about careers or family or this or that, I kind of I have exactly what you're saying. Like it's I kind of have this instinct of like it's either a yes or a no. Whereas he needs it to be like okay, let's but let's let's look at it like on paper and let's like talk it out and let's pros and cons all those kinds of things. And so it does make sense that when I have listened to what my gut has said, when I've listened to that yes or no feeling that it tends to work out. It's when I go against that, that I'm like, okay, it feels like a no, but I want it to be a yes. So I'm going to go do it anyway, that it kind of ends up being a flop. So it's interesting to just knowing like when you know, to listen to that voice inside saying one thing or the other, cause it's there for a reason.
1: For sure. And, and, yeah. and y- it's all like sort of lessons. I mean, human design is also known as like the human design experiment. It's not meant to be dogmatic. And so for the people who are listening to this and kind of skeptic, you know, I invite you to just try, like, see what happens when that sacral feeling inside of you is saying no, and you go out and do it anyway. How do you feel about that the next day, a week later, a month later, did you even finish? Did you even carry through? Uh, And then what happens when you do follow your bliss, when you do get that sacral yes, and you do go for it and all the other opportunities that come out of it and all the other beautiful things that come out of it as well. Nothing is good or bad. It's not that binary. Um, again, it'll all lead you to wherever it is that you're meant to be. Uh, just some is going to have resistance and some is going to be a little bit, you know, a lot, you're going to have more ease with that and more flow.
0: Yeah. So you talked about how you, you do this for, group, you know, for companies and, and groups that work together. So I want to talk about a couple of things here. And one is, you know, a lot of people listening to this podcast work as solopreneurs. So how does knowing, cause you talk a lot about like, you know, knowing this, how it relates as far as like working with a team, but how does knowing your human design and having this information help you? If maybe you're not working with a team, you're just, you're just you in your business. I mean, obviously you're not just you in your whole life. So that's part of it, but Like, how does this relate as far as someone who's like, well, it's just me doing this? Mm -hmm. I would say the most
1: useful thing as an entrepreneur is really just being like, what's next? What do I do next? How do I get the most out of X? When do I know when you're engaging maybe in partnership, whether that partnership is right or best for you in your business, attuning to your strategy and your authority in your human design is going to make a world of a difference for how you engage with your business different so as a generator you have the ability to go out and create and and you know amplify that energy but some some types are non-energy beings as an example for example a projector is a non-energy being so they don't have access to that sacral energy that you have access to and so the way that they run their business is going to be very different from some From how you're going to be running your business. And so if they understand, you know, their type, their authority and their strategy, they're maybe going to feel less pressure to maybe run a business the way that you're running your business, because that doesn't really align for them. They are a little bit more prone to, um, to, to burnout. And for example, the strategy of a projector is to wait for the invitation. So a projector almost needs to be invited into something as opposed to waiting to respond or, um, or initiating like a manifestor another type of authority that exists within human design is called the emotional authority. That's, that's mine. Um, I'm an emotional authority. And so for me, that means that I don't make decisions in the moment like you, um, for me, I have to, the idea is to ride your emotional wave. And so, um, if I make a decision when I'm in an emotional high, uh, I may wake up the next day and be like, why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to do that. And again, now I've overcommitted or now I've committed to something that I don't really want to do. And I'm going to now look flaky by going by saying no or blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know, that sort of you know, that sort of mental gymnastics that you end up playing in your head to try and justify to that, so if you, as a business owner, or just as you know a solopreneur, as you said, um, just understand how your body works and how you best engage with the world to get the maximum out of yourself, uh, that's going to make a world of a difference. And lastly, to something that we haven't talked about yet is understanding your profile or your leadership archetype. And your and the way that I look at that is really like how do other people see you. So it's not maybe not necessarily something that's super conscious to who you are as a human being, but that's how other people perceive and look at you. And there's 12 different types of profiles. So you are the, uh, your profile is a 6'3", or what um, I I know it as, the responsible adventurer. And that, you know, life is literally like your playground. You have likely spent at least the first 30, 35 years of your life experimenting trial and error and lots of adventures and really just trying to gather as much wisdom as you could through your own personal experiences. And then sort of reflecting on that. And now you're in this other part of your life now, or this other phase of your life now, where now you're sharing that wisdom, which is very much exactly what you're kind of doing. Like I I took a look at your website. I took a look at your, your Instagram and your, you know, your podcast, like it's really just an accumulation of all of your experiences. And now you're sharing that with your audience and
0: you're sharing that with the world. It makes me so happy to hear things like that because I'm like, Oh, this is, you know, cause we get into these mindsets of, am I on the right path? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? But when you, like, when you come in, you say like, no, this is like, you've spent all this part of your life gathering knowledge, information, and having adventures and going out and experimenting and failing and succeeding and all the things. And now you're using that knowledge to help others. Like that's exactly what I'm doing with my life. And that's what I want to do with my life. And that's what feels the best right mm-hmm. now. But just to have kind of that confirmation, like even just having somebody else, you know, or or like the human design aspect, or or even like someone you're talking to say that back to you, like, that's what I feel like a lot of this is, is it's, it's information. It's, it's really interesting to hear and learn about who we are and how we work. But sometimes it's also helpful just to kind of get confirmation of what you might have already known about yourself to be like, okay, this really is like, because this is who I'm meant to be?
1: Oh my goodness. It's a system of radical self-acceptance. I mean, if you think about, I know for me, because I'm also, I have a six in my profile too. And that really is like the first 30 years, just you're experimenting and it doesn't make any sense. Like it's very non, it's a very non-linear experience. And so again, if thinking about society's conditioning and sort of what's happening, people probably around you, parents, family, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you... (laughs) I don't understand. It's not traditional, yes, right? And uh, and you're just like I'm. I'm fine. Like I'm good. <laughs> I'm genuine, genuinely happy with what it is that I'm doing, and it'll all make sense eventually. I'm not gonna focus on that right now. I'm just gonna like continue to do what it is that's exciting me because I I know that I will get there when I need to get
0: there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, okay, so. I love this idea of, you know, figuring out who we are and how we, how we work, how we best accomplish things. Um, So let's say like, let's, we talked about like how it applies as far as like someone who's maybe a solopreneur, but let's say you are looking to build a team, um, whether that is just like, you know, hiring a VA or a social media manager, or you want to bring somebody in to help you as, you know, run a launch or whatever, like what? How can we utilize human design when we're looking at building that team? Because I think that's a fear that a lot of us have is like, we're handing over part of our business to somebody. So how do we know that we're handing it over to someone that's going to really get us and get what we do? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one size fits all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a -a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other, and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet.
1: Amazing. I think the, you can use human design to understand the other human design types. So you know how you best operate. Now you can use human design to understand how someone else best operate and optimize your team or optimize what your, your expectations are, you know, for them in a way. So you're going to tailor it in a more unique way. So when I was a manager, um, I had a team of 10 underneath me and there were a mix of, you know, manifestors and projectors and generators and manifesting generators. And so the way that I worked with each of them was a little bit different. I knew some were able to make decisions in the moment, like you being sacral, and some needed time to go through their emotional wave and process. And so I would design our meetings as an example, in a way to, as a way to get the best out of them. So some needed to see the agenda, you know, a day or two before the meeting so they could prepare and know what they wanted to say. Some wouldn't look at it until, you know, we were in the meeting and that was okay. I, basically what that did was that took away the judgment from me being like, well, they should be, you know, they should be looking at this and preparing, but some people really just don't need that. And so I had to really understand who they were in order to get that judgment out of it and really understand that like, no, they're actually going to offer me their best, work in the moment. Um, whereas some are going to offer me their best work the next day. And so as their, as their manager, I had to realign my own expectations to be like, okay, um, if this is what our goal is as a company, or if this is what my goal is as an entrepreneur, how do I break it down in a way that's going to allow everyone who I'm working with to, you know, achieve that goal? Yeah. Even if they're all going to go about it in a different way, more or less to some degree, I still need to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm at the end as a mid, as a founder, uh, you know, getting there. And so how am I going to kind of break it down? And so, uh, oh, go ahead. What and I at Mission Recruit offer leaders, especially managers of teams and, and entrepreneurs. Um, we have a workshop that like helps them understand their own human design and how they all work with each other and okay. how they're motivated and how you're when to recognize when someone's off track.
0: Yeah. Cause that was going to be one of my next questions was, you know, if you're looking at this, like do you need to have a pretty good understanding of all the human design aspects so that you can kind of see like what works best or do you, is it just good to know like kind of what they are so that you know how best to work with them? It's
1: it's, you don't need to know it super in depth. I mean, if you're keen on it, amazing. Um, But as long as you, again, understand their type and what their type is and how they're, you know, as a projector, that's someone who's going to be able to guide and see, whereas a generator is someone who's going to be able to like do maximum output for you. (laughs) And a manifester, if you have like a project manager or a, or someone who is in, uh, let's say like business development or like a creative director, a manifestor is someone who's going to just initiate all day long and like throw ideas in into your, like into your sphere that you may not have thought about. So if you rec, and, and so if you recognize that that's what their talents are to offer you again, and, and, and that's not necessarily like, um, that's not necessarily like a hundred percent, like everyone is still going to be able to offer different talents in some ways. But, um, And you understand as their type, what motivates them primarily and how they're off track. So there's like literally keywords. So for a generator, you're off track when you're frustrated. So if you have a team saying like, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated, you're like, okay, let's talk about that. Or if you have a projector who's bitter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you can normally tell you're like, oh God, that person's so bitter, like what has happened? Um, probably you can just be like, Hey, what's going on? Let's talk about it. Right. Creating that environment of psychological safety where you can be like, okay, I noticed that you're disappointed. I noticed that you're frustrated. I noticed that you're angry. Let's talk about that and figure out a way to get you back on track so that you're feeling, you know, satisfied if you're a generator or at peace, if you're a manifester
0: or you're
1: feeling successful in the work that you're doing, if you're a projector.
0: That's amazing. I love that. And yeah, because I mean, it's not just about like knowing yourself, but it's knowing like if you're managing a team, and again, like I say team, I think a lot of people think of a team as like, oh, well, I have people who come into an office every day, but it can be, you know, you, like I said, you have a virtual assistant that works with you, or you've hired a social media, like just knowing those things and having them know kind of how you work and communicating those things, I think is really, really beneficial. Um, And just listening to, I was like, well, this is great for parenting too, because if you can understand your kids a little better, like we all want to understand our kids better, especially like mine or my oldest one's getting into that preteen phase. And I'm like, I don't understand the words coming out of your mouth. Like I need to figure (laughs) you out better. So I think just in general, like having an understanding of who people are makes us better parents. You know, wives, friends, coworkers, leaders, all the things.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is incredible for um, families as well. Like, that's its own team, if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And in that team, no one's really the
0: boss.
1: (laughs) So uh, there's, you know, you have to work together, um, you know, sort of synergistically uh, in order for everyone to be happy. And, um, you know, children, kids, teenagers. I mean, I think of myself as a teenager. I didn't know how to articulate my feelings well. Um, and again, I just sort of, I was, I modeled my behavior after my parents and that didn't really align for me. And so then I took most of my twenties to figure out what that meant. (laughs) What do I want out of life? How do I make decisions? Um, you know, uh, and so if, as a kid, you can kind of understand how you, how you best operate. Um, you're kind of going into adulthood, um, you know, with, with, a without any of that conditioning that you then have to work out
0: somehow. Yeah. Well, I think this makes it easy too, because it's not like you aren't asking your kids to take an assessment where they have to answer questions. They don't really know how to answer. It's all based on things that are, not within, you know, not asking them to to do something in response to that. Um, This is all so fascinating. Um, So tell everybody, because if someone's listening to this and they're like, I need to know more about this, where can they go to get their own assessment? How can they get more information about this? What can they do? amazing so we offer um
1: pdf assessments on the mission recruit website as well as one-on-one readings so you can head over to uh, missionrecruit.com either purchase the assessment or book a uh with me there and we are offering your listeners or the listeners today of the podcast um a 20 percent discount using the code uh gmb20 And so go ahead there. uh, And yeah, I'll be so excited to,
0: you know, uh, create an assessment for you or read your chart. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, And I will have that link and the discount code in the show notes for people to follow or to go grab. But um, thank you so much for coming on and talking about this. It's so fascinating. I love learning something new. A lot of times, you know, I'm I'm in the conversation with people and like sharing my own thoughts. And this was really fun to kind of get to be the student and get to learn how this is working and how it applies, you know, to me with my own assessment. So, thank you so much for that. Um, how can people follow you on social media or get in touch with you if they want to to chat with you again? I know you mentioned the the website, but do you have social media links yeah. as well? Uh, yeah, Mission
1: Recruit is our Instagram, uh, our Instagram uh, as well. So you can find us on on Instagram there.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I know everybody listening probably learned a ton. And I can't wait to see um, what their human design assessment comes out as. So thank you again for being here. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh my gosh, it was my pleasure. This was such a blast.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.